you're more likely to win the battle against malaria if you target your efforts at controlling it in the places where it's more concentrated. That's according to scientists who presented their research on malaria hotspots to the annual conference of the American Society of Tropical Medicine and Hygiene in Philadelphia. Dr. Jacqueline Mosher from Wanza, Tanzania, told me how the spread of malaria is unevenly distributed, even within a single village. And firstly, Dr. Turn Balsamer explained to me the theory of malaria hotspots. A hotspot is an area where people are most at risk of malaria. So even within areas where there's a lot of malaria. In the in the village, for instance, that's highly endemic. Then there's still populations, certain households, that are experiencing higher disease burden. Now, that's one thing. The clinical instance. The importance of the hotspot is that actually these are also the people that transmit malaria because mosquitoes cluster there, and that's what is the for, the the source of malaria for the entire region. And you've got something called the twenty eighty rule. Yes, so that's for many infectious diseases. It's because of this heterogeneity. It's actually 20% of the population, roughly, that experiences 80% of the infectious bites in the case of malaria. So, for some reason, even though you may be living in a high-intensity area, you may be in the you may be relatively clear of, of mosquitoes. Why would that happen? There are several reasons. One, the obvious reasons are environmental reasons. It could also be household structures, as, as Jackie has shown some 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 data on today.、Um, There are also genetic factors that could influence your attractiveness to mosquitoes, but there's very little we know about that. Right. So research needs to be done on it, and it, potentially it's an extremely important thing because you could target your control measures if you know exactly where the hotspots are. And、uh, Jacqueline Mosher, you've been doing exactly that. You've been looking at where the hotspots are in Tanzania, in Mwanza. Can you tell me what you did in this study that you've just reported here at the meeting in Philadelphia? Okay. We did. A longitudinal study. We started with baseline survey, where everybody in the in those villages were sampled.、Uh, we collected DBS samples for PCR, quantitative PCR, and serology. So we tested all age groups, and then we did、uh, passive surveillance, where every all the cases who attended the health facilities were. We followed them at home, and their houses were mapped. And, and what did you find? Did you find the hotspots? Yes, we did find the hotspots, and these、uh, hotspots were more likely to be houses which were more remote from the health facilities, and they included people who were living、uh, in larger households. They, use, they didn't use bed nets. Most of them didn't use bed nets, and they were of low socioeconomic status. It means then that even in the individual village. You can get hotspots, so you might be live just a few hundred yards from someone else and have a much higher incidence of malaria. Yes. So, what do you think might be done about that from your experience in Tanzania, in Mwanza? I think we should target the control measures to these hotspots during the dry season before the vector.、Uh, Being abundant in other areas. Now, turn the mosquito season actually makes a difference, doesn't it? It does make a difference. I mean, the the, the, the transmission, the mosquito population, the parasite carriage is most focal in the dry season. As Jackie says, you have to hit the parasites where it's most vulnerable, and in this case, it would mean finding the hotspots. 
targeting them in the in the dry season when you have fewest parasite carriers, fewest mosquitoes, and then actually you will be able to have a massive impact. And to help you do that, instead of just looking for people who are ill or people who have parasites in their blood that you can see under microscopes, you look at other things, don't you? Yes, yeah, so there's there's especially in areas of low endemicity, you have to have very sensitive tools. And uh, uh, antibodies are acquired after exposure. So that's one of the things that both Jackie and I have used, so an indirect measure of past exposure. And that's a lot more sensitive, especially in areas where parasite prevalence by microscopy is pretty low. And the antibodies to the parasite have been described as the footprints of the parasite. Indeed, indeed. So how much hope do you have? Let me ask you first of all, Jackie, about the hope you have that better targeting of hotspots could help in your situation in Moanza. Yes, it will help a lot. There are several ways you can use vector methods and we can also try to use uh, drug administration to those who are found uh, parasitemic during the dry season. So we clear parasitemia, uh, blood uh, parasitemia, yeah. And Turn, what finally would you say are the practical messages that you would give to people in malaria regions and to health workers trying to control malaria? So I think without understanding the heterogeneity of malaria transmission, you cannot achieve very effective control. And I think if you are aiming for malaria elimination, hotspots will be crucial. They will form the stumbling blocks to really eliminate malaria from a region. Turn Balsamer from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine and before him Jacqueline Mosher from the National Institute for Medical Research in Mwanza, Tanzania. I'm Peter Goodwin reporting for Audio News from the American Society of Tropical Medicine and Hygiene annual meeting in Philadelphia.